Hello, and welcome to the podcast of Gagan Mahindra, who's currently the Member of Parliament for South West Hertfordshire. On the programme, we will be discussing his day-to-day activity, general issues from constituents, and his take on the current situation in politics and in the wider UK context. We hope you enjoy this episode. Gagan, thank you for joining us on Friday afternoon, the 19th of June. It's been a little while since we've heard from you, about two weeks. Um, can you talk us through uh, some of the, the major events that have been going on in your world over the last couple of weeks? Sure. I'd love to speak to you again, James. Uh, I think last time we spoke, we were just going back to with that one week back in Parliament. Yeah. Last fortnight, it's been super busy in Parliament. Uh, government's moving forward on its legislative agenda. Um, just on that, I've, I've spoken fairly frequently in the chamber um, on various matters, um, ranging from prisons to the Public Accounts Committee covering the NHS. Um, I think uh, the Probably the highlight of my week so far, besides today, which I'll come back to later, is that I'm on my first bill committee. Um, And just for your listeners, a bill committee is a committee made up of members of parliament, which effectively um, create legislation. Um, So it doesn't necessarily need to come to the full house. We are a small subsection based on party pro rata. Uh, And the bill committee I'm on, uh, is the Boundary Commission, so it's to do with parliamentary boundaries. Uh, as your listeners may be aware, uh, we have 650 MPs covering the United Kingdom, but some of the size of the constituents uh, varies markedly. I think the last one that was actually implemented uh, was coming up about 20 years ago. So that means that um, every person's vote should be the same, but some MPs have twice as many constituents as others. So um, I think it's a moment of fairness in this, and it's really interesting. Um, so I've had my first full day of that, and there'll be another five days on that. And so, uh, Gagan, sorry, just to dive in there. Yeah. So the, what does the bill committee actually do? Are you scrutinising legislation the government are bringing, or are you actually developing the legislation itself, or, or are you consulting? What, what What's the so, sort of... So it's a, it's a mixture, um, and we are scrutinising line by line the legislation. Um, the, the one day that we've had so far is a presentation by the minister, who in this case is Chloe Smith. Um, we've had evidence sessions, firstly from the uh, Boundary Commission commissioners, and mm-hmm. four of those covering the different kingdoms within the United Kingdom. And we've had the party, the political parties' representatives, giving their views on the 650 number. Uh, the 5% leeway in population size to do with constituencies, mm. uh, the likely reduction uh, in some parts of the United Kingdom where with others increasing. So I think figures off the top of my head was Scotland may lose two or three. So, uh, yeah, Scotland may lose two or three seats. Mm. Wales, I think, was going to lose up to about seven. Mm. seven or eight, uh, and England would, would make up uh, mm. that number. But it's worth it's worth highlighting that they're losing those MPs because there are fewer people living in those regions Absolutely. and so they need less representation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So it's an element of fairness. Yeah. Um, the reason why we're we're scrutinising this as early as we are is that we're trying to make sure we're not marking our own homework. So 
um, we're creating the parameters for the legislation without knowing the data that's going to fit into that because that data won't be available till near the end of the year. Um, historically, this legislation has fallen over because some MPs benefit and others don't, uh, depending on what happens with the boundaries. So government's just trying to, to remove that contention by saying this is set up, it's fully driven thereafter by the boundary commissioners uh, without any influence from politicians. Yeah, so it's kind of so it's independent and, and therefore like, there's a certain amount of um, kind of equality and um, kind of the, the same the same criteria are judging all of the parties and all of the seats. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's really interesting to be involved in. And I'm sure future podcasts will give you, be able to give you a bit more of an update on it. Great stuff. Great. I mean, you, you've also sit on the Public Accounts Committee. Have you been busy with them as well? Super busy. Um, so it's I'm, I'm actually going to be a lead member on the two next ones. Uh, so the one on Monday, which is to do with the NHS and social care and response to COVID. But the way it's worked out, I'm doing the, the week after as well, which is to do with prison estates. And that's the intention at the moment. Because of COVID, our work programme has had to be curtailed. Mm. So when we were divvying up the workload, um, I put my name forward for those two particular areas because they were of interest and relevant locally. Mm. Um, and it's meant that my work programme wasn't cut as much as some of my colleagues. So it's, it's a bit full on at the moment and I'm absolutely loving it. So. And as the lead member, will you, what 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 more do you get to do than than when you're you're not the lead member? So, um, because we are quite a large committee and the individual topics are very meaty, what we're trying to do is divvy it up so that we'll have two or three lead members for each topic. Mm. Um, so I will go away, do my research, have my briefings with National Audit Office officers, um, get correspondence from various related parties, have a read of that. And formulate my own thinking. We've had a couple of pre-meets, mm. um, so we'll we'll talk about who's covering what part of the agenda, um, and then on the day itself, uh, myself and either one or two colleagues would be the main questionnaires of those in front of us. And um, that doesn't stop other members of the committee getting involved during the debate or the scrutiny selection committee. Yeah, um, but it, it's understood that we will we'll carry carry the majority of the questioning. Right, right, great, great. I mean, many of the listeners will also be you know people who go on your Facebook and and see um, all of the 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 uh, times that you speak in the Commons, which over the last couple of weeks has really been pretty pretty punchy. With up to I think one day you managed three three sessions, um, three questions, which is which is pretty strong. Um, how do you get the chance to um, ask so many questions? So we're still in the in a, we're still in the not normal circumstances because mm. some of my colleagues are involved in the debates virtually because they're either self-shielding or um, have, have particular reasons why they can't physically be in Parliament. So the way it's a carry carryover from what we were doing in March and April, which is you've got to submit in advance. Mm. The debate that you wish to be involved um the speaker's office will then via ballots determine who's going to be selected to speak and it's in an order so i will know that i'm for instance number 20 as a speaker for a particular debate um and that means that um it gives me a bit more time to focus on what point i'm trying to 
get across. Uh, I think it's fair to say it's not the normal debate that you would have seen if you were watching Parliament Channel, because it mm. is so regimented in terms of time slots. Uh, but it just means that everyone has a, a fair contribution or the ability to make a contribution, irrespective of whether they're physically in the chamber or still not being in the chamber for medical reasons. Yeah, yeah. And, and moving away from Parliament, um, you've been out and about in the constituency. I saw that you were in uh, Rickmansworth High Street on Monday. Um, has anything else been going on? Um, you know, have you been liaising with kind of local bodies or, or speaking to any um, local business owners? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the reason I was on the high street on Monday is because retail and non-urgent retail is now reopening. Um, so I was actually looking at Ricky High Street just with the local councillors to see what highway um, had done to reduce the number of parking spaces just to make sure it was safe for everyone. Um, I've been speaking to loads of businesses. It's obviously a bit unusual because some of them are still working from home rather than office-based. Mm. Um, but I think we're all adapting to, to the new normal. Um, mm. And part of my role as the Member of Parliament is to make sure that people have the assurance it's safe to do things, uh, to go back to, to normal, uh, but in a way that is conscious that we've not yet over the pandemic. Um, you know, we've not yet found a cure, so we do need to be mindful of that. Uh, some of my contributions in Parliament have said, um, you know, I'll specifically talk about Black Lives Matter. I, I, I spoke to, I put, posed a question to the Home Secretary about this. Um, I, as, as you'd expect, am quite passionate about uh, ethnic minority rights. Mm. And there's a lot of emotion about this particular issue, but it has been for years. Um, my plea in Parliament was to make sure that people, although were very passionate about this one issue and rightly so they didn't inadvertently create a second spike within their own communities or within their own families so um, it's just being mindful that we live in a very stable and strong democracy and many lives have been lost over the back of that to, to, to give us that but it's so it's about allowing free speech within the constraints of the global pandemic yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that message has been repeated by cabinet members, the prime minister, you know, and, and most media um, outlets as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, you, you mentioned the new normal, um, but you had something slightly abnormal happen today, a, a visit. Yeah, I did. I did. Your information available. <laughs> um, so I, I actually was able to host the prime minister uh, this morning in uh, Bobbingdon Primary Academy. Uh, as the listeners be aware, government has announced a one billion pound fund to support education and tutoring uh, to make sure that those in school or those left behind um, have a, a, a way of quickly getting back to um, the right level, um, both within the confines of a classroom, but outside of that. Um, so I was able to, to go down there. Um, I've got to say the teachers and the the students loved having the Prime Minister there. Great. Um, he's really good in person and, you know, he's very relatable. And, um, no, it's just nice to, ha to have him here. So it's, it's my first official visit and lo and behold, as a Prime Minister. So, Yeah, I mean, it's I mean quite quite unusual. I, I've, I've not seen him really out and about very much over the last few months. I mean, obviously, COVID's played a part, but, you know, that, that must be must be really um, positive and kind of uplifting for you as well. It was a nice surprise. Um, obviously, for security reasons, we're not given too much notice. Um, but I think it was a, 
a fair reflection on the brilliant work done by Bovenden Primary School um, and the, their ability to to make sure that students, whatever their background, are getting the best education possible. So um, I know that education is, is very close to the Prime Minister's heart. Um, so it was nice that we were able to show what excellent work we do in South Wales. That's great. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Gagan. We'll let you go. I know that you're rushing off to a meeting now. Um, but, you know, it sounds like you've had a, a really busy couple of weeks and um, probably a few more still to come. But do try and get some rest over the weekend and relax and, um, and we'll speak to you next week. Brilliant, James. Take care. All right. Thanks very much, Gagan. Bye bye. We also have the pleasure of being joined by Ollie Neville this afternoon. Ollie, hello. Hi, James. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, this week, uh, I've been doing a, I guess, a, a virtual work experience um, with Gagan and uh, and yourself and and his team. Um, and yes, yeah, it's, it's been it's been really great. Um, I've had you know a whole range of assignments to to do this week, including uh, researching the economic context of Southwest Hertfordshire, uh, trying to create a, a network of of uh, local businesses and important community groups to for Gagan and his team to build a, a good relationship with in the future. Um, and I've also been able to to do research into important pieces of legislation that are quite relevant at the moment, including the Gender Recognition Act and the possible reforms that are being proposed uh, around that act. Um, and, and yeah, I've also been able to help produce uh, and make draft letters to constituents and members of Gagan's association. And yeah, this week's been a really great opportunity to get an understanding of how of how an MP's office works and everything that goes on behind the scenes and all of the work that um, the parliamentary staff put in to make sure that uh, constituents are well served and that uh, the MP is doing a good job for the constituency. So, yeah, it's been really interesting. Well, that, that sounds like the textbook answer. That sounds like we've given you a script that you've read from. Um, so so I'm sure Gagan would join me in, in thanking you for that. Um, what what has there been anything particularly surprising um, about this week? Like anything that's happened that you didn't really realise happened behind the scenes, um, or has it, or, or did you expect it to be like the, the way it is? Yeah. So I've uh, I, I've never really seen how an, an MP's uh, office works. So to me, it, it, you know, it's all new to me. Um, I knew uh, obviously I had an I had an idea of the fact that MPs have have uh, have, have parliamentary staff who deal with casework and things like that but uh, just the amount of work that goes into it and <clears throat> all of the projects that um, parliamentary staff try to set up uh, around the constituency um, and everything that they're trying to get involved with around the constituency it's it's um, it's really quite a lot and it's uh, it's, it's quite an interesting uh, it's quite an interesting thing to look into. And where are you at your um, stage in your career, Ollie? What you're, I think you're you're going to university, aren't you? Um, this this yeah. year, yeah, yeah. So um, so I was doing the final year of my uh, A levels. Obviously, the, my A levels have been cancelled because of uh, COVID nineteen. But hopefully, yeah, I'm looking to go to university in September to study politics and international relations. So it's a, it's a topic that I've got a great uh, interest in. 
and um you know what i've learned this week and the type of uh the type of job that i've i've seen this week uh that parliamentary staff do is something that i'm very much uh considering looking into in the future Excellent. Well, that's that's really good news. And, you know, on behalf of the whole team, um, thank you so much for the week you spent with us. We really, really appreciate it. And um, and best of luck in the future. I'm sure we'll see you in southwest Hertfordshire, um, if not in Parliament soon. Thanks, James. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's been really great this week. All right, Ollie. Good stuff. All right, mate. I'll speak to you soon. Thanks, James. See you. Thanks. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Gagan Mahindra, MP for southwest Hertfordshire. If you'd like more information, please go to his website, gaganmahindra.org.uk. And if you're a constituent and have an issue, please email Gagan on gagan.mahindra.mp at parliament.uk. You can also follow Gagan on his Facebook page or Twitter by searching for him. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode.